Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Lucia has nominated our next Game Changer. We have Tim Link joining us. He has been nominated for a Game Changer Award, and we're so thankful that he has taken time out of his day to Skype with us today and tell us a little bit more about the fascinating work that he does. So thank you, Tim, for joining us, and congratulations on your Game Changer nomination. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. I do appreciate it. And thanks to Lucia for uh, nominating me. What a great honor. And uh, it was wonderful working with her and her uh, uh, her pup, Bibi. And, uh, you know, long story short on that one is Bibi uh, is from Romania and got out, out into a little bit of mischief for a couple of weeks. And I helped uh, her locate Bibi and getting back home, getting squared away. And everybody's happy and healthy and doing well right now. So that's good news. That's really good news. Now, for our listeners and readers who don't know about what you do, back up and tell us, it, I think it'd be a really good story of the evolution of how you discovered your line of work, your passion, and then in turn, a little bit about the types of cases and people that you work with. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, officially, I'm uh, a CEO and president of Lynx Wagging Tales Incorporated, and that's uh, Tales is T-A-L-E-S because it's all about the stories they tell, not the tales they wag. And the website is wagging-tales, T-A-L-E-S dot com. And uh, I'm a uh, animal communicator consultant. Um, I am uh, also a Reiki master. So I do Reiki energy healing with animals and uh, their human companions. Um, the focus of the business focuses on uh, three parts uh, outside of the Reiki healing is uh, lost and missing animal work. So I work with uh, clients from around the world who have a uh, lost or missing animal and uh, working with them to try to reunite them uh, with their animal. And it's animals of all kinds because I've worked with obviously domestic animals, dogs, cats, horses, so on and so forth. But I've worked with uh, tor tortoises and turtles and snakes and bearded dragons. I work with uh, wildlife institutes and uh, lost monkeys and stolen horses and <laughs> you name it, the list goes on and on. Um, in addition to that, the business works. I work with uh, people who have um, transitioning animals, animals that are about to make their transition or have made their transition to help them through that healing process. And then animals that are having some behavior changes where it's an emotional or physical change going on with them. I can give them some guidance and give them some uh, pointers, as well as uh, give them some guidance. So when they go to see their veterinarian, they have maybe a better idea of what they're, uh, they're looking at so they can have a better conversation, a better plan to put together. Uh, so that's all aspects of the business. Uh, now, how it all started, um, the business has been around for about 20 years, almost 20 years, it's going on 20 years now. And it wasn't one of those things where I was, uh, you know, a typical kid rescuing squirrels and bringing home every straight animal. Uh, I would love to have done that, but uh, me and my family lived in a, a 675 square foot house in the middle of Indiana. So it was cold winter country and no room for dogs and cats. We had one dog that was outside, but no dogs and cats inside. Uh, but I uh, went to college, first my family to go to college, paid my way through college, spent 20 years as a telecom executive. And then much, uh, I hate to say it, much later in life, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd like to say it was just a few years ago when I was 21, but uh, much later in life, um, this sort of gift opened itself up. I had um, went to an animal communication workshop, just a little half-day workshop to teach you how to, how to breathe, how to open your mind, how to open your heart, to be able to connect it with uh, the animals at a deeper level, communicate with them, get information back, and try to uh, have a, a, you know, a better conversation, a better understanding of what was going on in the animal world. Um, I had no 
preconceived idea that this was going to be my my path and my purpose in life. Uh, you know, truthfully, it was my wife uh, Kim's birthday, and I'd already gotten the card. I'd gotten the flowers ordered. She wanted this as a present. So I thought, well, okay, we're going to an animal communication workshop. And, and so we did. So I learned you know, breathing techniques and how to open my mind, how to center myself and how to connect with animals. And during that workshop, we worked with uh, live animals and pictures of animals. And uh, each and every time I received information, usually a couple of words or a couple of pictures, um, I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, and then little did I know that every single time it happened, um, I was getting information. And what was this information all about? So, you know, we, we went through probably about 100 different scenarios and I was getting information back from the animals. And at that time, I thought, wow, this is uh, this is interesting. This is out there. This is weird. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. It's not like my two worlds were ready to combine where you're meeting with corporate executives trying to get them to spend, you know, $20 million worth of uh, their money on future technology for cellular phones. That was my business. Um, and uh, also at the same time, tell them why Fluffy's no longer using the litter box. Yep. Um, I'm looking for a day when those worlds do combine, but yes. we're not quite there yet. Uh, but that's it, you know, and so I, I, I worked on it. I practiced. I, I opened myself up further. I worked my own animals, animals uh, at my uh, animal healing ministry at my church, friends animals, later became president of a humane society here in the great Atlanta area, and it afforded more and more opportunities. And then the word started getting out. Uh, I was starting to work with, on lost animal cases and getting some notoriety on those successes, uh, some behavior challenges with some uh, kitty cats that got me some uh, press, unbeknownst to me, that went out worldwide. And uh, after just a short period of time, I really had to ask myself, you know, what's this all about? Is this really why I'm here? And is this my purpose for being here? Uh, or should I just continue to you know, do it on the side, be quiet about it and, uh, you know, continue this telecom career that I've been building over the past 20 years? And uh, my message came through loud and clear that this is why I'm here to help people and their animals build the best relationships they possibly can and have the great uh, bonding that they could possibly have. And I shouldn't wait any longer. So I didn't. So I hung up my little internet shingle and said, here I am, come and get me. And it's been a whirlwind ever since. Okay. So first of all, great background. I have so many questions. Do you think, <laughs> Tim, that you, do you feel like you were, your mind was just closed? And that going to this seminar was the, the opening of the door that allowed you to begin communicating with animals in a way that you hadn't before, or do, looking back, do you feel like maybe those seeds were there that you just needed to cultivate and hone and practice? And, you know, you needed a, a stimulus or do you think that, no, that this was, this was like a, a brand new world opened up the day that you went to that seminar? Well, that's a, that's a good question. Cause it's a multifaceted one. I, I believe when we're uh, we all have ability to be able to communicate and connect with animals, receive information back from them and, and send messages to them, both visually and, and uh, verbally. Um, at our very early ages, when we're four, five, six years old, we don't know any better. So we talk to our animals and we get information back. We connect with everything that's energetic around us and we don't question it. Uh, by the time we get into our school age years and we're taught a particular way to communicate and connect and, and uh, verbalize, we tend to lose some of that. So I think part of your question, you know, it's it, part of it's a seed that is laying there. We started to bloom it and then we sort of suppressed it a little bit. Um, I think the other part of it is we're all here for purpose, whatever that purpose is. And whenever that right and perfect time 
comes, we have to be, pre be prepared to be either accept that and move forward with that purpose or continue down the path that we're on, whether it's, it's right or wrong, it's uh, the path that you're following. And so I think the time came, I didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, I wasn't saying, oh, well, sure, something else different in life, because I built a pretty good career and uh, yeah. you know, was living a, a, a normal life, we'll say. <laughs> but I think we, we have to open ourselves up as humans to everything around us and let those messages and let everything uh, come to us and then decide what we want to do and how we want to pursue it from there. And this, uh, obviously, I firmly believe this was my purpose all along, and I just took a little bit longer to get there. And did you find when you told your colleagues, your communication, telecommunication colleagues, hey, I'm going to now stop this job and I'm going to become an animal communicator. Initially, people's responses, this is certainly the case in veterinary medicine as well. And as you may or may not know, I am a girl who believes in above all, do no harm. And if it is non-toxic, why not? Like do everything you can to fix your animal, find your animal, heal your animal, restore your animal, whatever it takes. Like, why would we not people say, Oh, it's unproven or, Oh, it's homeopathy or, Oh, it's whatever. Fill in the blank with whatever has not been in critics experiences enough for them to say, I don't know about that. I am a girl that there's a lot I don't know about, but if it is non-toxic and not going to harm the patient, let's do it. However, my colleagues don't all share that same viewpoint. And so there's this instant judgment with any type of modality that is different than what has been in our experience. What was your, I don't want to say backlash because maybe you didn't have any, but was there the people around you saying, well, that's an, you know, they say that every, whatever we can change every seven years, you should change careers or whatever. You really did that. You really went, <laughs> what have you had? What has, what have, what has the reception been in your life to you explaining this to people and saying, listen, I found my calling. I was a late bloomer and I'm doing this. Have people been accepting and supportive? Yeah, I, well, I tell you, it, it's a, a shift, or I guess the word pivot, we'll call it, that seems to be a popular word right now. Um, it's a change. Um, you know, when you're, when I finally decided to let friends, family, and uh, colleagues know that this is what I do, you know, I, it's here, I'm here to help in any fashion I can. Um, and I'm, at the end of the day, I'm just here to be able to help you and your, uh, help the human companions and their animals. Um, but uh, some people didn't believe in it. Uh, didn't want to be part of that, and so they moved on. Mm -hmm. uh, others thought, oh, my gosh, thank you, because I thought I was the only one out there that mm -hmm. talked to my animals. I felt kind of weird about it. And then another one sort of self, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, categorized. It's like, okay, I don't know anything about that, but uh, dog trainers. I, I've seen a dog trainer on TV, so I, I'll, I'll consider you a dog trainer. And so, uh, you know, I'm a firm believer that uh, people come into your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Uh, the ones that are here for a lifetime are very uh, few and should be cherished. The rest you need to just honor because they're a part of your path at that time. And hopefully you both gain from that. And now it's time to move on to something else because you're vibrating or you're moving into a different area. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, a, it's a lesson you have to learn. It's not an easy lesson. Uh, people that have been part of your life for um, many, many years uh, are now no longer part of it, you know, but that's okay. It, uh, my vibration, we'll call it, attracted more and more people. 
And I think that to highlight what you said, I work a lot of veterinarians around the world. Um, and, you know, some have a very scientific mind. If they can't, you know, if it hasn't been scientifically proven, it's, you know, I'm not going to mess with it. I'm not going to go down this route. But then they get in a fix and they say, I don't know what else to do. Uh, especially when we're talking about lost and missing animals. Uh, I can count numerous cases where they've had an animal in their care. Maybe it's been a, an animal that's been boarded at the facility or been in for some uh, shots or medication or whatever, and someone took their eye off the animal, and the animal goes scooting out the door. Well, any way they can get that animal back, because they don't want to have to explain that to their client, that they've lost their animal. Um, they, you know, they, they're open to it. And so when I come in and help them out, and hopefully we have some success and get the animal back and everybody's fine, they're like, I don't know what you do. I don't, <laughs> I don't fully understand what you do, but I'm good with it. You're my go-to guy because uh, you saved me on that one. Yeah. So I think that's, yeah. And, and I would agree with you wholeheartedly. And I you know, applaud you for the way you go about to, um, doing your work and, and being the kind of veterinarian that you are. In fact, you, I think in life in general, you have to be open to everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have all the answers. You don't know, you know, things we thought were not practical a hundred years ago, now commonplace. Um, I talked earlier about Reiki. Reiki has been around for a long time. Uh, I focus on Reiki for animals, for emotional and uh, physical healing. Well, it's something Reiki, you know, you're not, you're not given medication. You're not giving even uh, supplements or herbs. You're not putting hands on modality. It's a remote modality. Uh, and since I'm a master, I can work with animals uh, from around the world. Uh, point in, uh, case in point, once we got BB back in Romania and he was back home, he was having some emotional <laughs> challenges. Yeah. And so uh, I uh, did Reiki for him uh, over a four-day period, and he started to come back around, started to get readjusted to uh, everything back at home. Um, so I don't think we have all the answers. We've got to be open to all of it, and I'm just here to be able to help out. And I love, I love what I, I think your approach is perfect. And because you've done this 180 career switch, uh, you are just fulfilling why you're on this purpose and looking straight ahead and partnering with the people that want to partner with you and letting blessing those that want to not that's, that's okay too. Do you, when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about, I don't want to say your new career, but your, you've identified your purpose for being that's fulfilling in and of itself. But when you get up in the morning, what do you love most about your work? Yeah, I, uh, the biggest thing is, you know, building uh, the best relationship and helping animals and their human companions. You know, that is a bond. That's a heart bond, bond that we have with the animals in our life. No matter what the, the type or the breed of the animal is, we have that heart connection with them if we bring them into our life and, and into our care. And so to be able to help out, uh, that's that's exciting. And then the uh, where people are coming from, uh, you know, I, I uh, BB, I, I mentioned again, is a uh, was a lost dog in Romania. Yeah. I work with clients in New Zealand and Australia, all over Asia, all over Europe, and, and of course here in North America. So I never really know from uh, one morning to the next or one day to the next what the case is going to be, what type of animal it's going to be, and where they're going to be, you know, physically located. Uh, so that's exciting. You know, it's really interesting when you start, you know, like. You know, even after all these years being, you know, doing this for uh, going on 20 years now, when I get an email or, or a contact from someone from a country, I'm like, where is that again? I've got to, you know, I know where Romania is. I'm pretty good at my geology, but I'm like, where is that country at? And how in the world did they hear about me? And then I realized, hey, you've been doing this a long time, Tim. So uh, yeah. 
uh, kudos to you for getting the word out there. That's, that's very true. Is your wife, does you do work? Is your wife a part of the business? I mean, I know that she took the course with you. Is she also, does she offer services with animal communication? And she, she is the brain and the heart and soul behind it. She does the heavy lifting. I'm just here as a, a pretty face and to talk to the animals. That's the key behind Yeah, she has some skills. She has, she's empathic. She doesn't work on a daily basis on the business other than the, the, the financial aspects of it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I always tease that the, the day of that workshop, she had sort of the inclination that she would go and maybe open up some things and, you know, not to be a full-time animal communicator, but, you know, to, to be able to do this more and, uh, well, I, I guess the universe had a little bit different plans. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's great that you guys still work together. I mean, that, that's beautiful. So if you could tell the world one thing Tim, about what you do, or if you'd want the world to know one thing, what would it be? I think the one thing is that, that I'd want them to know about what I do is going back to, you know, I, I'm just here to help. You don't necessarily have to uh, believe or have experienced it before. You don't have to uh, understand it fully, though I'm more than willing to uh, give you the guidelines. I'm sure by the time we, we have a consultation, uh, you'll have a better idea of what it is and how it works. And and uh, hopefully the success we've had uh, from the consultation. Um, but uh, leave yourself open to it. Leave yourself open to the ideas because at the end of the day, you're just wanting what's best for your animals in your care, you know, the animals in your life. And so if I can help you out in any aspect of that, then that's that's what I'm here to do. Um, and, I, and I think the key thing for for people and their animals is just to uh, to connect with them, spend more time with them, but really connecting. You know, we have animals around us all the time, and oftentimes we get distracted, whether it's by the, the computer or life or, uh, you know, we're taking our dogs for a walk and we're texting while yeah. we're talking, these type of things. This is your golden opportunity to really connect with them at a deep level, understand what their wants and needs truly are, and in return, have them uh, better understand what you need from them to build that great bond and that great relationship. Mm. Do you teach any classes? I mean, do you do you teach people how to better connect with animals or no are you you're not you, you don't teach in that capacity well no i do actually i have a uh, on my website wagging-tails t-a-l-e-s.com uh there's a four-part audio workshop where i've oh. got uh how to connect with animals and how to better understand them it goes through meditation and breathing techniques there's a couple of professionally recorded uh, meditations i have out there and that's part of this workshop as well so if you want to study at your own pace and learn, uh, that audio workshop is perfect for that. Uh, in the past, I have done uh, in-person as well as uh, over uh, Zoom or Skype um, workshops. Haven't done them recently. I will say that it's been a little bit different world over the past yes. couple of years. Yes. But uh, but yeah, I, I do that because I, I do believe everybody has a, uh, a gift or at least a, a, an ability to better understand their animals and connect with them. Um, and that's what I do. And of course, I write I write articles, and I've got a couple of books out there talking with dogs and cats and waggy tails, T A L E S. Those will help you out. And then I, uh, you know, I'm doing articles for magazines and and uh, blogs. I do uh, a podcast slash radio show called Animal Rights W R I T E S, where I interview uh, writers and authors who write about animals or have animals as a key character in their book. So really everything that you could think of that involves a critter, I'm involved in it in some capacity, I'd like to think. I love this. And I love that Lucia took the time, thankfully, 
to nominate you for a Game Changer Award. I think it's fabulous that you stopped your life, switched gears, and are doing what is set your heart on fire. And I think it's beautiful the capacity in which you're capable on on a multitude of different levels to help people literally better connect, retrieve, identify, support, and love their animals better. So thank you so much for everything that you do and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Well, thank you very much. It's quite the honor. And I uh, thank everyone for their time. Thanks, Lucia, for nominating me. And thank you for uh, such a great forum and a great opportunity to chat a little bit more about the animals in our life.